The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Kevin Durant has kind of made it known that he does not want to be in Brooklyn, at least right now at this moment in time. So seeing him with anybody that is not his current Brooklyn Nets roster, his teammates is definitely going to fire off some sparks. Now, listen, it's not uncommon in this day and age for guys on, you know, competing teams to hang out in the offseason and, and get shots up and go to weddings and go on vacations. This is definitely not, you know, the 90s, the 80s basketball era. And I'm pretty sure those guys were doing it back then. There was just no social media, so they got away with it. But, you know, they said that as again, giving you the rundown, Kevin Durant did request a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. And then he ultimately gave the Nets an ultimatum that says Sean Marks, the tandem that is Sean Marks and Steve Nash go or I go. So, Auntie, knowing that the Boston Celtics were one of the teams that were reportedly in the mix for Kevin Durant, they wanted Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a few other pieces in return for Kevin Durant. It did not go through as of now. What do you make of this photo? Is it just, you know, Katie kind of toying with the media or just him working out with a friend? I think it's both. You know what? Because one, Katie loves basketball. I mean, he <laughs> loves to play basketball and he loves competition. He loves getting with the fellas in the offseason. Um, but Katie ain't stupid. You know, they knew that they knew this social media picture and video was going to get out. And right. And he's made it clear not only, you know, that the, the Boston Celtics would be a great destination, one of the great destinations for him. Um, but one of the reasons or the main reason that he would want to play with the Celtics is Jason Tatum. And that coupled with. Now I'm working out with my boy Mm -hmm. and maybe it's to show the Celtics brass that, hey, look, we get along. That's my boy. Like we working out. Well, they did. Listen, they were teammates in the 2020, right? The 2020 United States men's basketball Olympic team that Mm -hmm. went over to Japan and they won the gold medal. Obviously, a few other players were on that squad as well. So it's not like they're strangers. They do have a history. They've played together. Right. And I mean, it definitely, you know, the timing of it is impeccable right (laughs) timing is always uh timing is always what do you say just right with kevin Mm -hmm. durant right now and and you know look he he wants out of brooklyn period right um and a durant for jalen brown 
would make the most sense, you know, on both angles, because, you know, Jalen Brown's not on a rookie extension. And and now, you know, if he goes to the Nets, they can keep him and Simmons mm-hmm. um, and, and the other young stars that the Boston Celtics have. They wouldn't be able to keep them being on a rookie extension. You can only keep two players on a rookie extension. So, I mean, it would make sense. But clearly, I mean, KD has made it known multiple times. Right. He said, right. You either get rid of the GM and Steve Nash or me. And GM Tasai came out and said, look, I support my staff. I support my GM, my head coach. We're going to do what's best for the Nets. So, you know, let the guy go. Well, let me ask you this. If you're Boston and you Mm -hmm. were allegedly in, you know, talks with Brooklyn, you know, to make some type of move and it didn't manifest because Brooklyn was asking, quote unquote, too much. And I think, you know, listen, Brooklyn's not going to take a trade of a Kevin Durant trade for pennies on the dollar. Now, Absolutely I think that Rudy Gobert definitely turned the whole trade market upside down because that was <laughs> right. an asinine, you know, trade Ridiculous. between those Ridiculous. two teams. And now Brooklyn may be like, well, if they got that for Rudy Gobert, I got Kevin Durant over here. Like I'm not taking right. anything less than a thousand picks and all right. your all stars. So there may be a little bit of a, um, you know, them kind of, you know, robbery, if you will, but it is right. still Kevin Durant. But do you think that Boston is now kind of looking at this situation with a different, you know, vision because Kevin Durant has requested a trade, then handed the front office, his owner at that, an ultimatum. So if you're Boston, yes, it's Kevin Durant. And yes, it's, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it and and will go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. But you did go to the finals and compete and compete strongly without him. Do you want all of the extraness that you're seeing unfold in Brooklyn if you're Boston? Right. If if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm saying no. Mm. I know, like you said, KD is a phenomenal player. He's 33. Jalen Brown's only 25. And Jalen Brown was a big reason why they at least got as far as they did. I don't think he played very well in that last series. Um, but, you know, he's only going to get better. And you also have to ask in, your, in, in there, too, you know, KD's still supposed to be under contract for four years. Right. And he's still saying, I want out period. I'm not getting what I want. Mm. I don't like my teammates or whatever's going on here. I want out. So what makes me think in Boston, he's not going to do the same thing. And right. so, you know, he's a phenomenal player and any team in the league right now would be an instant contender with him added on that team. But is like you said, the extracurricular stuff, is it worth it? And for me, um, I, I just, I would say no. And, and, you know, the good thing is, is, the Nets, you know, they have Kevin period, right? They have Kevin mm-hmm. for four years, whether, you know, he decides to play or not. He's still under contract. And so the and and Boston knows what they already have. So I don't think they're going to jump all in like a certain team did with Rudy Gobert and, <laughs> you know, for the fences. So I don't think that's going to happen. And, and I mean, but, you know, I've been proven wrong, you know, before. So, I mean, we'll see. Well, let's dive into that extension because we, we touched upon this yesterday with dues myself and pack. And I said, you know, it sets a bad precedent. Yes. It's a player's league and, you know, players are requesting trades and players are moving about the way that they want to that's best for their business, right. but it is still a business and you don't go ahead. And here's, here's where my, the waters get a little bit murky for me in this Kevin Durant situation. I'm not upset with him for demanding a coaching 
staff, a coach, a front office member, personnel, whatever, that's beneficial to what he wants the team to look like. Right. My issue with it is how he has gone about it because Steve Nash didn't just appear this season. He was there when you signed your extension. Right. So if you were so unhappy with him and he allegedly was not the coach that you wanted from the jump. Right. Why not at that moment in time say, I'm not signing this extension until you give me the coach that I want. Why sign the extension, play an entire season with him as your head coach and then go ahead and say, trade me. After you just signed on for four more years and then double back four weeks later and say, well, trade me or here's the ultimatum. I don't understand why he didn't do this a season and a half ago. Why do it after the fact? Because Steve Nash isn't necessarily listen. He's not Phil Jackson. He's not Eric Spolster. He's not Steve Kerr. I think we can all agree with that. But the problems of Brooklyn don't fall solely on Steve Nash's shoulders. There was a lot of chaos going around, a lot of blame. So I just don't understand the sequence of events from Kevin Durant here. Well, and you think about it, you said, you know, you you compared him to or not compared him to um, Phil Jackson, right? Phil Jackson also had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. You know, that's true. Steve Kerr has Steph Curry and Draymond Green. I mean, Steve Nash has Kyrie Irving. But what I'm saying saying is, think about this, this year, right? Mm. Look how much or how little Kyrie was available. The whole drama around Kyrie. So he wasn't available all year. Ben Simmons, nowhere. And so your big three was actually your big one. (laughs) And Kyrie not being around, Ben Simmons being hurt or not being hurt or whatever. That's not Steve Nash's fault. Right. So I totally agree with you. I I don't think, you know, and I think right now it's, you know, Kevin's frustrated. You know, he's you he wants to play basketball. He loves to play basketball and he loves to win. And he came from a squad where they won the championship. And so, you know, he wants to still win and they couldn't. And and so, you know, we're going to uh we're going to see what happens, Ash. It's, it's, it's uh, days of our lives for the that's, NBA. That's right. <laughs> Listen, and then the world keeps on turning or the hourglass keeps on, whatever the saying is. But the listen, sand keeps going through the hourglass. Yes, there you go. That's the saying. <laughs> but listen, speaking of um, the other half or one of the other halves of the Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons mm. and the 76ers have reached a settlement. Brooklyn Nets all-star guard Ben Simmons and his former team, the Philadelphia 76ers, reached a settlement agreement on the grievance Simmons filed to recruit a portion of nearly $20 million that was Mm. withheld from him as a result of his failure to play in the 2021-2022 season. And this is per ESPN. Both sides agreed to confidentiality on the exact financial sentiment. So we'll never know exactly how much money he ended up getting. Um, But as you know, he filed the grievance um, per his representation at at Clutch Sports. Um, And, you know, finally that he can put that chapter behind him. Um, Listen, first and foremost, I mean, what did you make of that entire Ben Simmons situation? Were the 76ers in the right from with 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 holding money from Ben Simmons, seeing how he just refused to play for the team? Or is it just a situation where, look, you know, the game is the game, if you will. Look, if if you and I don't come on tonight. Mm-hmm. And we say we don't want to we don't want to do the show. We don't come on tomorrow. We don't come on the next day. Do you think we can file a grievance and say, you know what? Right. They're not paying us. We don't yeah. want to we don't want to come on, but they still not paying us. They have to pay us like 
I, I don't agree with that. Look, Ben, come on. You didn't want to play for mm-hmm. whatever reason. You're always, quote unquote, hurt without even getting hurt. You're you're getting hurt, not even playing. Right. And now you have a grievance for the 76ers for being the businessmen that they are and saying, if you ain't going to play for us, why are we paying you? Right. I mean, here's for the listeners, a little bit more information on that. Simmons first paycheck. This was beginning on with Simmons first paycheck on November 15th. Philadelphia began to take back the per game salary of 360,000 for each game that Simmons missed in the season because Simmons received 16 and a half million dollars mm. in advance of his 33 million salary in the offseason. There wasn't enough money in each paycheck to cover the per game deduction. So he got a whole lot of cash up front and still was like, eh, you know, I'm not doing it. And I think, right. I think it was, I don't know, you know, like I'm still debating on how he went. I'm not going to say he wasn't injured. Um, You know, he ended up getting surgery. I just don't understand a player knows and the, and the health staff knows if a, if an injury is able to be rehabbed or if you're ultimately going to have surgery. So even when he got to Brooklyn and it was like, you know, all the posts of like gearing up and getting ready and he taking pictures of his sneakers and it made it seem like he was going to come back at any moment, bro, you knew you had to get surgery. You knew that you were not going to play. My thing is, is like, I never understood why it was so prolonged and what's up with the smoke and mirrors. Just be like, listen, he has to get surgery. Maybe he'll come back. But like, why wait until the very end of the season to do that and put this whole front forward like you're going to come back? You knew you weren't coming back. And then what's, what's crazy is then when he comes back, when he comes back for training camp, he says, oh, I'm feeling discomfort in my back. Mm. When it comes time to play, now my back is hurting. When it comes time to post, you feel great. Right. So what you doing? You want to post on Instagram or you want to play in the NBA? And so, you know, look, at the end of the day, until Ben Simmons comes back and mm-hmm. plays in in a few in a back to back game, no pun intended, I'm not going to believe none of the hype. Look, Ben, you were you were number one pick. You're not playing like it. You'd never have. And you're getting you got 16 million dollars to chill. Right. And, and then you want more like it's come on, play the game. That's what you get paid for. Do your job, period. Well, I want to ask you because you bring up a good point. Like before we go into break, it's interesting because Ben Simmons, I mean, listen, defensive just powerhouse. I mean, nobody can say that when Ben Simmons is at his best, he can guard every single position one through five. We've seen it before. Offensively, his game is very stagnant and it hasn't seemed to gotten better. You know, you see players from first when they enter the league to, you know, years deep, there's some sort of new level that they've reached in their game, or at least you hope so. There are some guys like Russell Westbrook who never developed certain aspects of their game, and now it's coming back to haunt them, right? But then you see other players, and they've elevated, you know, they've added different tricks. They've added, you know, mid-range. They've added deep shots. They've added, you know, their ability to get into the paint. They've, They've added whatever they were missing, or they built upon whatever they were strong in. Ben Simmons has never really done that. He's I've never seen him offensively get much better than the season prior where I can say, oh, he's been in the gym heavy. Oh, he's been in the lab. He's been getting his shots up. So is it like, I don't know, like what is exactly are we expecting from Ben Simmons this upcoming season? Because he hasn't shown us that on the things that he needs to work on, that he's capable of getting better at. 
Right. And you know what? I, I look at that as, as look, this entitlement age right now is, Ooh. you know, as a as a number one pick, like he plays defense like a number one pick. Absolutely. And and he knew that everyone in the league knew that. But offensively, he wasn't. And it's almost like he's trying to live up to that number one thing. He's posting and he's not backing anything up. And when it does come back to bite him, like it's coming back to bite Russell Westbrook and other players, that's when the back hurts because mm. it can't be, you know what? Maybe I'm just not living up to my number one pick. Uh, no, it has to be his back. It has to be right. a reason that there's, you know, there has to be a reason that offensively I still can't shoot. And, you know, because then mentally now there was games he didn't even want to shoot. Like he didn't look to shoot. Right. And so, or go for a layup or anything absolutely. at seven feet tall, no less. Absolutely. <laughs> and and there's no way that that there. How long is this back going to be an excuse? I mean, right. the doctors were cleared him and then all of a sudden it was hurting again. And then there was something else. And then he just didn't want to play like, bruh. If you ain't going to be acting like the number one pick, if you're not going to play like the number one pick, stop trying to get number one pick money, period. I mean, last question before we head to break, his work ethic has always been in question um, because of the lack of developments in his game where he's been weak at. Mm -hmm. So is it, do you think, you know, the whole situation between Philly and now that he's gotten his settlement and that chapter's behind him and, you know, the chaos in Brooklyn and whatever that team looks like, do you think he's even capable of getting that work ethic instilled in him? Or is it just not part of who he is and he just kind of coasts through it? Or is he going to turn over a new leaf and just be like a lab rat, a gym rat? You, you think about it. What did he have to do for this settlement? He didn't have to go out and work for it. Like he he they filed a grievance and he got it. He got all this money and hardly played a game this year. Right. Right. And so. You know, we can say, oh, he's going to turn over a new leaf and and we're going to see more posts of maybe what he shouldn't do is post on Instagram, talking about how he's coming back. And and instead of taking the time to post on Instagram, he needs to be trying to post up and practice so that when he does come back, that he is ready to go. And, And if he's not, then you know what? Just be quiet and and whatever, accept the role that you're going to have. But, you know, maybe it's some of his teammates. Maybe that's another reason Kevin wants out. Like he's Ooh. seen Ben Simmons. He's like, I don't want to play with this guy. Like he don't even want to <laughs> play on the team. Why would I want to play with him? So, you know, I mean, it's a it's a whole conundrum around Ben Simmons. But like I said, look, Ash, if, until he proves to me that he wants to pl- play like a number one pick, I'm not on I'm not on the Ben Simmons gravy train at all. Well, the plot thickens. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. After a long wait, it's finally time for the three sweetest words in the English language training camp season. Okay, maybe that's a stretch, but I am still super excited that we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and the NFL season is just around the corner. We will be getting you ready for that season the only way that we know how here on the NFL Roadshow with great guests, insightful conversation, and a whole lot of passion. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can listen on the SXM app and wherever you stream your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently acapella.edu countdown to kickoff segment brandon marshall shady mccoy auntie Chantel, and myself ashley nicole moss and this is a segment where we profile one team every day all the way to the opening night of the 2022 season when the buffalo bills will take on the los angeles rams now today's team is a team that's in one of my favorite cities ever nola new orleans the new orleans saints now the saints finished last season with a record of nine and eight in the first season in the post drew Brees era now the team was plagued with injuries and did not have the same vibe as we're used to seeing but Jameis winston is back the saints brought him back on a two-year contract to be their starting quarterback winston is coming off a torn acl that ended his 2021 season after seven games but he's in line to be healthy and ready to go for a training camp and hopefully the start of the season. Now, what remains to be seen is whether the Saints will take off Winston's training reels and allow him to do the things that we've seen him do throughout his career, whether that's in college, professional, back in Tampa Bay. So I want to ask you guys as we dive into the Saints a little bit in this segment, first and foremost, um, Jameis Winston, what needs to be done with him? Listen, longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael um, took over the play calling duties from Sean Payton. Is he going to let, you know, Jameis Winston run loose or is he going to have him on a tight leash? Brandon, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, you it's not a tight leash and it's not let him run loose. It's somewhere in between, Ashley. Um, this is a guy a few years ago, uh, when he was in Tampa, his last ride there, he threw 30 touchdowns, um, 5,000 yards, but also 30 interceptions, right? He sat down for a year. Uh, he saw Drew Brees work and uh, prepare every single day and also coach Sean Payton. And that was my last cup of tea. So I was able to witness how they prepare and how they operate. He benefited from that year. He learned a lot. Fast forward to last year. This dude went out there, and he actually played extremely well. And he protected the ball, but then he got hurt. So um, the way this team well. is built, he did. Right. I think they he's were, got were, lace, were. He's were got they, LASIK they, now, so he's going to be able to see clearly. Oh, so, God. So here, Shady, I'll, I'll, I'll finish my point quickly because obviously you got something to say because you want to interrupt me. So I'm going to finish my point Well, because you'll be taking so like 10 minutes. Well, That's yeah, that <laughs> I mean, you came in 45 Brandon, minutes Brandon, late. Brandon, finish your point, and then Shady, go ahead okay. and jump in. Right. So, so listen, so listen, here's the formula for them, because you want to lead with James Winston snatches him. He just said it. 
Phenomenal defense. The defense is phenomenal. They'll be a top five defense. They're going to run the ball, but that's not their thing. They're going to be a balanced offense, and they're going to get to the quarterback. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to play great defense. And Jameis Winston just don't mess it up, and he'll make his big plays when he needs to make his big plays. And I always said this, Shady. I said Jameis Winston was an upgrade from Drew Brees, not in a way from leadership, but I'm talking about oh, from God. an offense. Drew Brees couldn't throw it past 45 yards. 45 okay. yards. Why you think it didn't work for the last two oh, years? Are you finished? So, Go ahead, Shady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let him relax. So, first of all, he's right as far as his arm strength. I mean, Drew Brees, probably last two years, he wasn't the same arm strength, but he is Drew Brees. Only thing I, I, I'm nervous about Winston, not that he throws a lot of picks to other teams, right? Hopefully he's past that part of his career. With the Bucks, you know, so he did a lot of that 30 picks, 30 touchdowns. My thing with him is you said he did a great job, he just managed the game. Buck 80 a game, greatly touched 200 yards a game, you know, safe passes. I'm nervous because without Sean Payton, that mastermind, he's the only coach other than maybe Andy Reid that gets so much production with less talent. So now that he's not there, he's not really the one that's a guy like um, Taysom Hill making plays as a quarterback. Like, come on, how do you win games with dudes like that? That's what Sean Payton can do. So I still with Winston, I, I don't really see it. I'm not going to count him out. I do think that with the pieces he has, he has Mike Thomas at his back. So, um, you know, I got Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is another one. Those guys are like not speed burners, but they can dominate the game as far as, you know, um, going up to down the field. You know what I mean? Possession type of dude. So I do like that. And then you have Kamara. He's in the backfield. They're going to run the ball well. So, I, I do think that he'll be all right. I mean, I think he's okay. I just – he's okay. I, I'm not going to waste too much time well, we're, talking about what yeah, they, Let me say we're something. Gonna, let me, we're going to dive in. Say, go ahead, let me say auntie. something real quick. This is the first time in 17 years that the Saints are going to be without both Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees. Sounds dangerous. I do not, I do not think that – I think that Jameis Winston – will be closer to his 30-30 self than this new self, regardless of uh, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that defense, I just, and you know what? Yes, he does have a, a strong arm and you can throw it 60 yards down the field, but if you keep throwing it to the guys in the other uniforms, it doesn't right. matter. But That's he has LASIK exactly. now. He can you see still what he's throwing. doing. <laughs> but it's decision-making. So it means he's going to make, he's gonna make more li- accurate pass to the other team. Well, because Absolutely. he couldn't like see that. it before. Now no, he can clearly he, see. 2020 he's going to clearly see some interceptions again because I just think <laughs> yeah. his decision-making and, and LASIK Clint can't clear up decision making and that's where he threw a lot of um interception not because he couldn't see is because he Shady. couldn't read defenses hey hey so, hey, so, so go ahead can i ask you one thing yo when i went to the bucks right i was trying to learn the offense so i was watching all the old tapes of winston right james winston bro it was crazy like <laughs> he'll start the game off phone you will pick it's like take that gotta take this pick and then throw you another pick. Take this one, too. Take them both. Then maybe in the fourth quarter, he starts playing better. He would start so many games of giving the team a pick and then gradually pick it up. Right. I just think that you go from a great office coordinator with, with um, Leftwich, right, and you have Sean Payton that are gone. I don't see how much better you can really do. This is my point. That's well, all. But I want him to do well. 
Let's dive into that. We we keep bringing up Sean Payton and the post Sean Payton era is officially here. Dennis Allen, he may be new to being the head honcho in New Orleans, but luckily for them, he's not new to the organization. First started with the Saints back in 06 before leaving for Denver in 2010 to become their defensive coordinator. He then returned to the Saints in 2015 as a senior defensive assistant, but was promoted to defensive coordinator after Rob Ryan was fired in November. Now, Listen, he may not know the game time, um, you know, vibe like Sean Payton. That was obviously his squad day in, year in, month in and out. That was all Sean Payton. But he knows enough about this team to make the transition into head coach a lot smoother than bringing in a guy just not from within the organization in any capacity. So, Auntie, I'm going to start with you. Dennis Allen, how do you think he's going to do as head coach? Look. Why is she smelling her underarm? She I wasn't. I, I, I was stretching. <laughs> I was stretching. Look, you know, his defenses, like you said, right, have put up some crazy numbers over the past few years. So mm-hmm. it was like he almost had to take over for Peyton. Like he, he almost had to be his successor, right? But after all that, for me, it's hard to put his little ill-fated tenure as the Raiders coach like off my books like he wow. was back to back four and 12 uh he started over four one year um and i just you know i don't know i it's hard wow. for me to dismiss that and you know for a quarterback who i mean let brandon marshall say it he's gonna be all pro but for a quarterback who for me be a little bit off with his decision making and his uh grasp i believe of, of a game um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs. I'm gonna can say I, that. Can I ask, can I, I ask y'all a million. question? Can I ask y'all the question? Like, do people not evolve? Can people not get better? What happened to practice? What happened to off season? Talking about practice? practice. It's both. It's coaches. Whether it's Coach uh, Allen, phenomenal coach, or right. if it's Jameis Winston, why? Like, why we can't let people or get people the space to evolve? Like, I don't understand that. Like you guys, okay, oh, James okay. Winston, he's gonna keep throwing the ball. Okay, the question, team. question, question, question. So, what do we go off of then? Question: How long has Jameis Winston been in the league? About six years. No. What is it? More six years. What is it? Nine years. Six years. I think it's almost ten. It's almost ten. No, I know ten years. Almost. Can we fact check yeah, this real quick, Sean. Right. Sean, what is it? No, no, no. no, no, no. It's six, like six, six, seven, like seven, seven years. It's seven years. I could have seven sworn years. it was more like eight. Yeah. He, was like seven deal, he came in in 2016, right? Yeah, he was yeah, yeah, so about seven years. Seven years. Bro, he, he, listen, man, listen, man. As a professional, that you're going you gonna to evolve year seven more yes. than you've evolved years one through six with yes. a less with <laughs> a less talented coach. My best, my Are best you year, crazy? my best, my best year in my prime was year seven, year eight, year nine. The game totally yeah, but, slowed but, down. But, the game but you wasn't you down. wasn't you wasn't a bum though. You weren't you know a I'm quarterback. I, I and you weren't a bum. bum to begin with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like, and you weren't a quarterback. I mean, come I on. I wouldn't have known like, if I would have. I wouldn't have. I don't know if I would put. All right, a, a, so. a, a, I don't know if I would put an offense, the Miami Dolphins, the Jets, or the Chicago uh, Bears. I wouldn't have put them in Brandon Marshall's hands. Well, oh, listen, 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 this is what I'm saying. Ouch. I'm saying yeah, evolving, like this, listen, <laughs> evolving like this, 
I'm going to throw the ball to Brandon Marshall. But that's a whole different story when you putting Brandon oh, Marshall in charge of your oh. own on the field. That's oh, a totally different story. And that's a little <laughs> bit more evolving than uh one with as a as a as a wide receiver, you gotta I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't even wide receiver, you have nine routes, right? You have nine routes as a wide receiver. This is what route you run on this play. This is what route you run here, one here, da, da, da. okay. Evolve, get to know your routes, run your routes, crisper, whatever, catch the ball. As a quarterback, you gotta know your position in every other position. And he has His improved that year in was seven years. So I was right. Yeah. 2015. I mean, I that. That's eight years. Come on, seven That's what years. I said. Eight bro. years, almost ten. He's closer to ten than he is to five. I, 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 said, I actually trying to make it right. Talking about school. Yeah. I did. I said Stop eight it. years. I said eight years closer hey. to ten. Listen, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Ashley, go back to what you said, Coach Allen. Um, they love Allen. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to let win eleven plus. Eleven games. Oh my oh. god. They better include so the preseason. No, nah, this is what I learned about Brandon, right? Anytime I'm on like a set with him, if it's the podcast, if it's, it's the radio, he'll say things to get me going. And it won't work today, right? I've been doing a lot of therapy. I'm doing twice a week. So you won't get it out of me today, Brandon. That's what I will say. Well, well Shady, Allen, Shady wait, I'm going to come to you. Okay, go okay. ahead. Finish point. Then so I'm, I'm going to say. No, no, go ahead. No, the, no, a lot of players, they do love him as a coach, especially on the defensive side. You know what I mean? So when they um, selected him to be the head coach, people were happy because they love the way he is as a coach already. So I think that does well. Sean Payne's really like an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Listen, you do the defense, I got the offense. So I think he's he'll be he'll do great there as a coach, but not yet. He got to get a better quarterback, some more pieces. Well, he let's di- let's di- let's dive into this offense a little bit because Michael Thomas, listen, the Saints expect Michael Thomas to be ready to go after he That's missed right. the most of the last two seasons, including all of 2021 with an ankle injury. Now, listen, last time Thomas was fully healthy, he smashed the NFL single season receptions record with 149 grabs. Even if he's not the same. Smashed it. Smashed yeah, it. But, but, he ain't never but, do that. But James Winston wasn't his quarterback either. Well, listen, also I mean, yeah. somebody who's not used to having James Winston as his quarterback, Alvin Kamara, his status right now is kind of up in the air. There are some concerns for the Saints and star running back Alvin Kamara, who might be facing league discipline after his offseason arrest in Las Vegas on suspicion of battery. It's sounding more and more unlikely that Kamara will be suspended um, in 2022. However, he does, if he does miss a significant amount of time, New Orleans depth chart behind him is probably questionable at best. And there's no one else with his, um, you know, game breaking ability. So looking at those two offensive, um, strong points and, you know, most notable points between Kamara and Tom's and Thomas, uh, Shady, I'll start with you. Any concerns there about two of the most powerful weapons in this Saints offense and the new quarterback at, um, in the post-Drew Brees era, Jameis Winston? Yeah, I think with Michael Thomas, man, I think he'll be ready. He's um, People forget how dominant he was, right? He was a guy that um, – big receiver, right? Um, catches everything, demands the ball, you know, controls the game. So I think he'll do good. I think he's happy to be back. I heard he works extremely hard. And I think it's with the running backs over there. Um, I was on a flight coming back to uh, New Orleans for um, Essence Fest for Fine Athlete. And I was on it with um, um, Mark uh, Ingram. Ingram. Mark Ingram, exactly. I forgot. Anyway, Mark Ingram, good friend of mine. And we were talking about the game. And he was saying, He's a good friend of mine. No, no, no. I, I, I was not. 
I mean, on, that's Sam. my dog. I just forgot. I had a Brandon moment. But anyway, we're talking about like the, I, <laughs> I think he'll do great, man. I, I think they'll run the ball right. Um, they're not like a, a, a happy pass offense, you know. They so can't I don't be. like the Winston, the Winston thing makes a big deal. But I think with Kamara, he, they will miss him. But in my opinion, um, Sean Payton was the best at getting a guy like that in, in space, creating opportunities for him. I think in that type of system, I don't know a running back that hasn't did well in that system. So not to take anything from Kamara because I think he's a hell of a player, but I'm just saying you could put you could put a lot of running backs in that system that will do well. That Brandon. system has the most. Wait, wait, real quick. That oh, system and the running backs have the most undrafted running backs that do well and Sean Payne's offense. So not to say anything about him. I'm just saying I think a lot of backs without his talent just can do well in their offense. So they'll be okay. Brandon, I want to go to you with this question because I know you're big on, you know, what you put into your body and how that benefits, you know, you on the field and also just in life and, you know, conditioning and all of that stuff. Any concerns with Michael Thomas and how much he has missed due to injury in his career? Is there any concern on your part that he won't make it through this entire season just because maybe he just tends to be injury prone? Well, well, what I would say to that is, you know, injuries, you know, the injury rate in the NFL is 100%, right? They're going to be dealing with something. He's probably dealing with something right now just, you know, by being in camp the last couple of weeks. That's every football player. As soon as the season starts, you're dealing with something. Um, so I can't, I can't, you know, I can't go out there and say, no, he'll be fine. That's not true. Um, Mike T., you know, my time there, I know he is one of the best at taking care of himself. Himself, He is relentless at doing everything that he needs to make sure not only is he healthy, but he's actually at the top of his game. There's no doubt, of, no doubt in my mind about that. And we've had conversations about that. Um, you know, then going to Mark Ingram, right? You brought up the running back, Shady. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I feel uh, Coach Peyton made was letting Mark Ingham grow in free agency two years ago when he went to Baltimore because of how they use Mark and Alvin, they're, how they, you know, put them in different boxes. Okay, Alvin, you're going to do this. Mark, you're going to do that. They complement each other very well. So what you're going to miss if Alvin wasn't to be there, you're going to miss the flash. You're going to miss the flare. But a guy that can actually get you four or five yards you know, first and second down, you have that. Now it's going to put more pressure on Jameis and the wide receivers to make sure the big play is there because Alvin made up 40% of their offense. Alvin and Mike T made up 45% of their offense that last year with Drew Brees when everybody was healthy. So that's a big miss for them, but they'll be able to survive. Monty, any final thoughts on this before I move on to the defense? Any final thoughts <clears throat> on the offense? Yeah, I just don't think that um, Michael Thomas, you know, we don't know how long it's going to take for him to, to return to peak physical form if he does. Um, and you know what? He he isn't going to be getting, you know, the same kind of, you know, peppered, as, as they say. <laughs> um, he's not going to be peppered with passes from Jameis Winston as he, like he was from That's Drew Brees. True. And, you know, he's going to be splitting time with Jarvis. And folks aren't talking about Chris Olave, but I'm telling you, he is going to he ball. He's ball. nice, yes. Like, he, young man out of Ohio State, like, he can ball. So, you know, I think all three of them, I think if, if <clears throat> Drew Brees was still their quarterback, 
I'd be talking a lot more about hey. them. But still, like I said, I'm not sold on James <clears throat> Winston. And until he can prove to me um, right. that he cannot throw Hello. to the team more 11 than plus one. Hey, 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 Ash. hey, hey, Ashley. Yeah. Hey, you, you guys together, right? Uh, hopefully Brandon can help you guys out because it's going to be a tough one. Can you name any running backs for in the past 15 years? Mm-hmm. That was that was bad for the Saints. That wasn't productive. Backups and starters. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's gonna be crazy if you think about it. I don't think bad. Bad. No, you the can't. Because it's, it's not even the offense. Yeah. The point. The point being is, in that scheme with Sean Payton, the running backs gonna do well. They all do. And without. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They'll be fine. Carmichael, what you well, lose listen, is, is simple. We're going to, before we close out this segment, we're going to move, move, move on to the defense. We focus a lot on the offense. And listen, the Saints should once again field a formidable unit because they got a lot of pieces coming back. Cameron Jordan obviously was arguably the NFL's most disruptive edge defender down the stretch in 2021, closing the season with eight and a half sacks in his last four games. He's a also, beast. a lot of pass rushers, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, Turner, um, Carl Granderson all played significant snaps when they were healthy. And now you have a defensive head coach, you know, who comes with a defensive background. Um, how good do you think this defense is going to be? Brandon, I'll start with you. All right, y'all don't listen to me, Ashley. I, I just feel so disrespectful. I, I don't today. never. <laughs> I mean, you ain't been just, you ain't been right since I don't never listen to this guy. Like, two months ago. Brandon. I have. I have. About you want to go back to basketball? You want to go back? What are we to talking about basketball? The draft? Did you say the, Do you, you want to talk the Celtics about Celtics were going to win it all? You did. No, I did not. No, you I did. did not. You said no, they were going to win it in not. six. I said my words were winning. Bring it back. I Run said nothing back. about the Celtics. You said it was going to win in six. No. Listen, <gasps> I said it earlier. They're going to be a top five defense. Look at what they've done over the past four years. And they, but they've been that. What happens is. They've always started slow. And then something magically happens in New Orleans where the second half of the season, they just get into lockdown mode. I don't know what it is, but if you look at the Saints over the last three to four years, they start off slow and then all of a sudden, boom, top five defense in every single category. And when I talked to Demario Davis about this, uh, probably like a year ago, Drew Brees leaving, they said, listen, this is how we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done by defense. Defense. You heard Dennis Allen, Ashley, what did he say? I, we built a great defense over the last couple of years. Why can't I do it throughout the whole team? So that is the answer. They're going to be a top five defense. Draft them on your fantasy team or whatever the hell that is and make sure you pick them first. Brandon. We're we not, we not disagreeing about let me, that, though. Let me, but They're let me ask defense. you something. They are a good defense, but yeah. let me say this. The Pittsburgh Steelers were a good defense, right? Until... They had to be on the field all the time. And mm. what's going to happen in in, in mm. New Orleans is that top five defense is going to, towards the end of the season, they're going to be on the field a lot because Mr. Winston's going to give the other offense the ball. And, you know, can they be a top five defense? Are they talent-wise? Are they a top five defense? Yes. I worry about how long they're going to be on the field. Hold on one second, Shady. I got to give Auntie some big, love and, and some major flowers now you're getting into some deep deep football talk 
That might have went over a lot of people's head. That, hell, that might have went over Shady's head. That's some football. Nah, they go over. It ain't go over nephew's like head. He was in there. Listen, that's what you talking about. That, I'm just saying. About, no, but Auntie, I, I'm giving your love there because you know, yeah, we're talking about offense. We're talking about defense. Ashley posed those two different questions. By the end of the day, when you're talking about team, it's complementary. Mm. You know, what you do on offense affects the defense. What you do on defense affects the special teams. Right. So I want to give you love there because people like Shady McCoy, they don't think about those things. They don't, they're not, they don't, their mm-hmm. football IQ is just not there. So pew, pew, much love pew, to you, Auntie. But wait a minute, but he was, uh, but, was but, but, was was ne- but nephew, wasn't Shady agreeing with you? Didn't you say listen, that? Oh, no. listen, listen. It went in one ear out the other. Uh, I don't know. Shady, <laughs> Shady, I'm going to give you final thoughts on this before I close Shady, it out. Go you. ahead, take this, it away. This, those are one of the moments he tried to get me going, right? It didn't work. Not today, Brandon. Therapy. Um, but if you actually watched the Saints last year, right? I don't know if Brandon did, but there's a lot of times where they were beating teams 10-0, 10-3, 7-3. They beat the um, Bucks primetime Monday night. What? 10, something like that, 10-3, something 10, 10 7 They won games with Taysom Hill at quarterback, not – Producing no offense and defense going out there just shutting stuff down. So I do think they'll they'll do well for sure. I am athlete tonight is part of the Series XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.